is your performance. If you got good performance, they don't care if you're a felon or not. As long as you coming to work on time every day, you're doing your job, and you're doing a good job at your job, they don't care. Anything that them people ask me to do, I deal with what they ask me to do. With no questions asked. Even though sometimes that's not my job title. That's not what I was hired for, but I still did it. Within three years of release, two out of three ex-offenders are rearrested. Clearly, something is broken. It's time we strategize ways to prevent repeat offenses. Our brainstorming session starts now. Welcome to A Prisoner's Party. Hello, and welcome to A Prisoner's Party Podcast. I'm your host, Michi J. If you're like me, I'm sure you've heard that People find it hard to find jobs once they get out of prison. Well, today I'm talking to someone who says differently. He says that even though he's been in jail numerous of times, he's found it quite easy to find employment. His name is Michael Pope. And his relatives have told him many times, like, how are you able to get jobs so quickly? And good jobs at that. Well, those are the questions that we're going to ask Mike today. Now, let's listen in to my interview with Mike now and discover how he was able to do that. Today, we have a special guest, Michael Pope. Michael Pope is an entrepreneur and an active member in the men's ministry at his church. He actively leads men into being better men. Michael's background is also being in prison. He spent over 10 years in prison going back and forth for various offenses. And he even spent some time in a county jail for something he didn't do. Hello, Mike. How are you today? I'm blessed. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for being here. We want to talk to you about how you're able to get jobs coming out of prison so easily. I'll get out mm-hmm. and I'll go, I'll find me a temporary agency. And I'm a certified forklift operator for one. So it's always jobs for forklift operators. You always, no matter where, you're always going to find a job for a forklift operator. So I will get these jobs and I would work. And I will work past the probation period and I will work to the best of my ability. So these people will hire me. They hire me. Then I fall back into the trench of using again. And then I end up losing the job or end up going to jail and the same thing over and over. It was a repeat cycle. It was like doing the same thing over and over again, looking for a different result. And every time I got the same re- result. Can you know, I ask you? Okay. So first you said you were a forklift operator. How did you get to be that? What do you have to do? My father was a mechanic and a crane operator. And at his second job, crane operator, he used to take me to work with him on Saturdays. And I used to drive the forklift and I learned how to drive it. So when I got my first job, it was at this place called AM Autographics. I was like 18 years old. 
hmm. AMR the graphics out in Mount Prospects. And it was a forklift operating job. So they took me, put me through a class and certified me. And hmm. so from there, I was a certified forklift operator. How old were and you it, then? You say you were 18? Yeah, I was about 18. And that was before you got any felonies or anything? Or it doesn't make a difference if you have a record to get that? No, I didn't have any felonies then. Okay. All right. Matter of fact, I was just beginning to get into the drug scene. My first child was born at the age of 17. And uh, his mother put me through the court system. And I end up going... And the judge told me, the next time I see you, you better have a job. Hmm. So I went and got a job. And, hmm. and uh, I got certified as a forklift operator. Once you're certified, it's in your file. And I had my card that says you're a certified forklift operator in through OSHA. That's through the class. You have to take the class with OSHA. And uh, OSHA certify you. Okay. And so then I get the job and get them to hire me. And then I start doing the crazy thing again and I lose the job. Then I end up going to prison again, getting locked up, doing something crazy out in the streets and end up getting locked up again. Hmm. You know, and it was like they say, insanity doing Mm -hmm. the same thing. And then I even go to rehabs and all that, but did none of that work for me. Mm -hmm. But when I tried God, Oh, miracles happen when you try God. That's true. So I'm going to ask you a question here for as when you went to these jobs, uh, some of them you had, you already had a felony. So how, what, how hard was it for you to find those jobs? Like, how did you get a lead to go there? Did you just know about these places you can go to get a job? And it wasn't, what, what was it? I go to a temporary agency. I let them know I'm a certified forklift operator. And they send me somewhere that's need a forklift driver. And once I get there, you know what I'm saying? I, I would even tell my wife, I'm going to make these people hire me. And I perform. Because when I do something, I do it to the best of my ability. Right. You know, my, I was taught, if you do it right the first time, you don't have to worry about doing it a second time. But did you tell them you were a felon? Did that deter them from hiring you? See, it's your performance. If you got good performance, they don't care if you're a felon or not. As long as you're coming to work on time every day, you're doing your job, and you're doing a good job at your job, they don't care. Okay. That's, up to, that's up to you to do you know what I'm saying? What you need to do to make these people want you to stay at their company. That did they did what did it hurt for as you having a felony before, you know, just to get in a door? No. 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 Okay. No. Once you once you get through the temporary agency, you know what I'm saying? You got your you in the, your one foot in the door already. Now you got to show up and show out to get your other foot in the door. And that's all depending on how that's all up to you what you want to do. Now, don't get me wrong now. Some places, you know what I'm saying? I worked at one place. They hired me and I worked for about three three weeks to a month. They did a background check and they fired me. 
it depends on what you went to jail for. You know what I'm saying? And how these people, what kind of uh, person they want working at their job. You know what I'm saying? Okay, if it's like with Coca-Cola, I had, I was, uh, I got hired through Coca-Cola. Now, I worked at Coca-Cola Bottling Company twice in Niles on Jarvis in Niles, right off Tui and Oak Park Avenue. This is uh, Illinois. Oh, my audience, yes. this is Illinois, by the way. It's in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I first started working there, I was through a temporary agency. And it was seven of us started. And I was putting the crates that you put the two liters in on the machine for it to go around and load the pops in it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about you had to be real fast at doing this. And I'm telling you, I was up there sweating like bullets. So we worked a week, and the man called all us in the office, right? And he said, now, the job post has been lasting three weeks. And he said, well, uh, I hate to tell you guys, but today will be your last day. And then he told me, he said, you, Mr. Pope, I need you to go into human resource. I want you to fill out an application. So I went to human research. I fill out the application. About three weeks later, they called me and told me they need me to go to this clinic and do a drug screening. I went to the clinic, did the drug screening. They hired me. Now, have you know, I was already fighting a case, right? I had mm-hmm. been locked up. I had been locked up, and I was out on house arrest. All this time I'm on house arrest and I'm fighting the case. I got a band on my leg and everything. Okay. They know all this, right? Because you have to call and call your hours in. You know what I'm saying? They have to call and make sure, you know, you're going to be working from what time to what time. So when about, I say five, six months by, went by and they end up giving me some time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, they get they get that was one of the three year bits that I did, and so the general manager of the company told me when I get out, I have I will still have my job because I work even though I was a forklift operator when I started out, I started out on the line, and then I went from the line to driving forklifts, and when I was on that line, I worked that line like never before. That's why they told everybody else we don't need you no more, but they kept me. And wow. Okay. Then when I got out of prison, now he told me that I got my job when I get out. But when I got out of prison, I came back, tried to get my job back. He said they couldn't keep me because the nature of my offense, mm-hmm. which was a drug offense. And they had been struggling with people on drugs. One guy had ran into a pillar and knocked the pillar down. Another guy ran into a man and hit him with the fork and broke a couple of ribs. So they was having drug issues in the plant. And he said that I would be a liability because I went to jail for drugs. So he couldn't hire me. Hmm. He couldn't hire me back. But before I went to prison, he definitely told me, whenever you get out, you got a job. Okay. Let's go back there for a minute. Okay. So again, it was your work ethic. You said it was your performance that really had them keep you. And you worked hard and 
how what exactly what all did you do did you just only work hard did you was it your attendance what can you tell someone that's may have a background and they're now working at a job right now i was on time when they took my break i took my break and only my break if I went to the bathroom, I let them know I went to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom. I come right back to my station. I didn't miss no days. I was there every single day. And anytime they asked me to stay or come in early, I did it. Anything that them people asked me to do, I did what they asked me to do. With no questions asked. Even though sometimes that's not my job title. That's not what I was hired for. But I still did it. That's critical right there. That's a critical statement, what you just said, because that happens to anybody and in any type of job at times you have to do something that you aren't hired to do. And I hear many people will come back and say, no, that's not my job. I'm not doing that. But was it you were so determined that you were ready for something like that if they asked you or what were you thinking? Well, actually, whatever it was that they asked me to do, it was never worse than what I was already doing. Mm-hmm. And they asked you, okay, my job was to load these crates. Load the crates. That's all I did all day was load these crates. Then I clean up around my station. Sometimes they might ask me to go in the filler room and work the filler room. I wasn't hired to work the filler room, but I worked it. They asked me to work the line with a bottle, you know, just standing there watching the bottles as they come back, making sure the labels and everything was on on right. That wasn't my job either. My job was throwing crates. But I still went to any place they asked me to go. And then when I told them I was a certified forklift operator, they gave me a shot at that. And then that's all I did was drive forklift. Loading and unloading trucks. And at Coca-Cola, they have a double forks. You pick up two skids at one time with these forklifts. There's four forks on the truck, on the lift. Okay. You know, and you pick up two skids and put them together and take them. And, you, you know, it'd be big old skids of layers of pop, layers of cans of pop, layers of bottles of pop. And that's basically... You know, I just did whatever the people asked me to do. Okay. I'm here for I'm here for eight to ten hours. And whatever you need me to do, I'm gonna do it. Just oh. as simple. <laughs> now, but now one I ain't gonna go clean no toilets though. <laughs> but anything that's not out of the ordinary, sure I'll do it. Okay. That's good because at times it's hard for people who get out of jail sometimes they can't hold a job. A lot of times because of attitude about their job, like they think it's something they shouldn't be doing. And I just wonder, what was your take on that? You have to humble yourself. You have really have to humble yourself. Now, let me tell you an incident at Coca-Cola with me. Mm -hmm. It was this man. He was a forklift operator. Matter of fact, when I started out, he was the one putting my crates on my machine, right? And every morning, I used to come in, and I speak to him. Good morning, sir. And you know what his response was? It was, you know, Caucasian man, older guy. Mm-hmm. His response was, "What's so good about it?" 
And every morning when I came in, I still spoke to him. Even though I know what his response was going to be, I spoke to him. I just humbled myself because, you know, I was always taught you speak to everyone. And sometimes when people, I speak to people and they don't speak to me, my response used to be a dog a bark. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if I can say hello to you, a dog a bark at me, at least you can do is say hello. But he used to tell me that every morning, what's so good about it? And then one day, God told me to tell him, you woke up this morning. And when he said it the next morning, me, what's so good about it? I said, you woke up this morning. He said, oh, how you doing? Hmm. And since from that day, he started saying, how you doing? When I say good morning to him. Hmm. Okay. So you was really helping to change the environment to be have a better aura. You were bringing peace into the environment. So I would really like how you approach this. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why they kept you too, because you came in with such a great attitude. So I know we talked about you getting your license for a forklift operator, but do you know if a person who has a felony or not, can they get one? Does that hinder them from getting a forklift certificate? I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. No. All right. Well, I don't think so either. I just wanted to see if you knew that because that's yeah. a that's another avenue that someone can come out of come out of jail and and get because I did interview and Leslie before who was a, a truck driver. So maybe you don't want to be a truck driver, maybe you want to be forklift operator or that would be like you said, you were getting a lot of jobs just because you had that certificate. Is that right? Yes. And then like that's what any job you start out in the warehouse or whatever, you have to feel your way. You have to feel your way and let these people know I can do this or I want to learn how to do this. Train me at this department. Learn how to work everything in the building. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That you know that's a good and, idea. And, and, yeah. Learn go try to learn everything in the building. Cause you never know. One day you might run the building. Okay. It's all in your attitude and your performance. You know what I'm saying? You go in there with a mask on your face and grumpy. And, come on, these people don't want you around them like that. You have to humble yourself, man. Sometimes you have to do certain things to get what you want. God will take you through something to get to somewhere else. And you just have to humble yourself and go through it. That's like when the Bible will tell you, wait on the Lord. Second Timothy, wait on the Lord. You know, that's good that, advice. Yeah, you definitely have to be humble. So you always, whenever you came out of prison, you always went through a temporary agency. Yes, straight to the temporary agency. Straight to them. Okay. Because I know they got jobs. <laughs> okay, that's a good. That's a good point right there. So when you were at these jobs and when you started to fall off, what was the what was the turning point? What was happening then? Because you were doing fine. You came in. You got them to hire you. You were doing great. Had the great attitude. What happened? Self-centered in place of thinking I've been out this long. and you know, I ain't been doing this in so long. And I can go back over here. 
people, places, and things. You know what I'm saying? Go you back did. over it. And now I, I moved out to, been moved out to neighborhood, but some just keep drawing me back. And if anybody live in Chicago, I'm from Chicago Avenue in Pulaski. And that's one of the worst neighborhoods yeah. in the city of Chicago. Yeah, that is and something. Mm-hmm. Something just keep drawing me back to Chicago Avenue, back to Chicago. Every time I go back to Chicago Avenue, and when I go back to Chicago Avenue, I start back doing the same thing that I hadn't been doing. So you were you got laxed, or you you were doing well, and when you stopped being alert, and that's when you started slipping yep. back into that lifestyle. Yep. And now I've been to a whole lot of rehabs and all that stuff, right? But that wasn't working for me. And so when I tried God, that worked for me. And through the grace of God, I've been clean off. But what, what made, off heroin, you said? Heroin, cocaine, and cigarettes. And I stopped everything the same day. And I went cold turkey. And it's been three years and I ain't touched nothing since. I'm talking about I didn't have no methadone. I didn't go to no program or none of that. I went to God. God, please deliver me from this. What event Take drove your taste you? To- out my mouth. And that's what he would do because I've heard it where the desires do change. So what drove you to that point? Mike. What drove me to that point? Yeah. Fitnall had hit the scene. Wow. It is on the scene, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. This is 2019. Fitnall had hit the scene. And people was falling off like flies. And when it got close to me, this guy, Heron, that was his name. Why would he name why was his name be that? But go ahead. I don't know. That was his name, Heron. And me and this cat. You know, I'm talking about we was together every single day hustling and doing everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me and him. And he od And a couple of more people close to me that was in my circle od And then one guy that, that used to be in our circle, he passed and he had stopped using. But people still said he od and I made a vow to myself, they'll never be able to say Michael Pope OD. And I say, I'm done. And I ain't look back. Wow. I'm about, I stopped smoking cigarettes. I stopped doing heroin. And I stopped doing crack all in the same day. It scared you. Up, <laughs> it scared you like that bad? Or? Hey, I woke up and I say, I'm done. I'm not using nothing else. It's over with. And I ain't look back. Well, actually, that day, right? Mm-hmm. I tooted my last bag. I smoked my last cigarette and I hit my last crack. And I said, it's over with. I gave the cigarettes away. And I just said, I'm through. And I ain't touched nothing since. And it's March, March the 15th. It'll be three years. Three years? Well, congratulations yeah. about that. And because- I st- Stay away from Chicago Avenue. <laughs> no pulling you over there anymore, huh? No. I go to the doctor. I go now I stay up in Lake County. 
mm-hmm. right? I go to the doctor at Northwestern downtown and you catch the metro. And I get off and I have to go back Chicago Avenue way, right? Right. <laughs> but but I stay on downtown ground. I don't deter. I go to the doctor, I see the doctor, and I get back and I go back home. I don't go looking for nothing. If you don't go looking for it, it ain't going to find you. You could put a kilo on the table right now. If I don't pick it up, it ain't going to go in me. Well, good for you. So I heard some people do. They, I'm not sure if they totally are committed. And I only they know if they even hit that point where you were to say, I'm done with it. But did anything, you know, life is tough at times. And you have these hard times and you can feel like you want to escape. Did you have those type of feelings and did it any urge come for you to get back on drugs to try and forget? You talking about now? No, just anytime or okay. Uh, for me, right? Mm-hmm. I had urges to go for the, with the cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's I, you know going through I ain't smoking no cigarettes, right? Been about five, six months. I see somebody on the TV smoking a cigarette. Good then point. I want, and then I want a cigarette. But then I say to myself, you ain't smoked this long. Why you don't smoke now? And then another thing, a thought only lasts as long as you let it last. So I Good stopped point. thinking about cigarettes. I see them on the TV and I want one. But then I said, no, I don't need that. And that thought go away. But if I keep pondering on that thought, yeah, I'm going to go smoke me a cigarette eventually. That's just like if you go in the barbershop. You keep going to the barbershop, eventually you're going to get a haircut. It's simple. You, everything in life is simple. But see, we, we complicate stuff. We sit there and sabotage our own life. And that's what I was doing for years. I was sabotaging. It was self-sabotage. Just like what the Bible say. What I do, I do not want to do. But what I want to do, I do not. Hmm. That's a good point. And that I'm glad you brought that up because what you look at does make a difference, especially what you focus on. If you focus on it, that's what you're going to be doing. That completes part one of my interview with Michael Pope. This first part was very interesting because Mike is saying something totally different than we are used to hearing. He's saying that he got jobs easily. Some of the things he did was he went straight to the temporary agency and he had this attitude of being determined, not just to get the job, but to keep the job. We still have more coming from Mike in part two next week. Thanks for tuning in to the show. For more information on our guests and resources, visit prisonerspardon.com. If you're enjoying the content, follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, please be sure to leave a rating and review. Until next time, God bless.